You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, now, now I understand what that's like. That's I mean, really that, what you're comparing. The high it to. of winning. I mean, it is. It is incredible. You do never win. I never win. You never win. I don't think I've ever won. If I've won a raffle before, I can't recall when that was. Maybe I did when I was a kid or something. I think if you would have won before, you would remember. Because you seem like let the me kind tell you, that this would tell is, that story over and over again. Uh, I'm going to tell this story over and over again because I won, Sarah. I won. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank Come you on, change for it back finding to internets. us. It's bothering me. I know. Now I'm going to keep doing it until I forget. Whatever. I'll slip up at one point, or I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just keep doing it this okay. way. Okay. Oh, I'll we'll wait see with what bated happens. breath until you figure it out. Uh, so we've got a whole bunch of uh, stuff that we're going to be talking about today. I do want to remind everybody that with the holiday season coming around, Sarah, now is the time to pick up some presents. Oh so my you can goodness. do this Even all by conveniently going, online. Conveniently online. You can go to our website, funemploymentradio.com. Now, number one, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop and do your online shopping right there because you can click on the Amazon link. You can click on uh, all kinds of different things, that, uh, different companies that we have there. Think Geek. Uh, all kinds of really mm-hmm. cool toys there just at our website. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop and uh, go to our cyber store, our cyber mall, if oh, you will. Stop trying to make cyber work. It's slash shop. And <laughs> uh, and click on those. And also, you know, you can pick up something like uh, like the Fun Employment Radio holiday package from D. Leonidas Photography. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Because you could buy that for someone and then, you know, they get to use it when, uh, you know, you guys can work that out with David Leonidas and, and figure that all out. That's a really good idea, actually. The Fun Employment Radio holiday package is fantastic. We've been hearing from a bunch of people who have gone and, and gotten their and pictures taken. And we've been taken. seeing some pictures. Yeah. We've been seeing some holiday pictures. Uh, our buddy Cammy got some amazing pictures. Pictures done with her. Yeah, and if you've gone in, uh, shoot us an email. You know, that kind of stuff. When you guys go to any of the sponsors, which we appreciate a lot, um, you know, shooting us an email. That way, that way, it's it's kind of cool to see it. It makes us happy. And mm-hmm. we get to see those pictures. So, yes, anyway, all these things are at funemploymentradio.com where you can do this. So, let me get back to... Uh, to explaining what it what it was that I, I was talking about here uh, that happened to me yesterday. So I had, um, over the course of 24 hours, two holiday parties to go to over this last weekend. So I had the one on Sunday, which I'm going to talk about that one here in a bit because it's... Look at you. That's two more than I got to go to. Yeah, and there was one already that I didn't get to go to. And then I... Do I have another one? I don't know. If, no, I don't think I do. I think that's it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe there's more. Anyway... Uh, yeah, it's just kind of works out that way because I, I do a little bit of work at a lot of different places. It's kind of how it is. So I think they, they, they feel that I have to get invited. So on Sunday, I went to that one. And, and I, like I said, I'll get back to that one. Um, yesterday, I had one at about – it was an, a midday holiday party, but it turned into actually a whole lot of fun because we kind of – everybody turned it into their own party, and we went out to a bar. I was going to say, what do you mean you turned it into your own we went, party? We, we went to a bar. You went a little bar hopping? Went, not really bar hopping, just to a bar, and then uh, drinks were consumed, and it was actually a lot of fun. But before we did that, 
we had the the regular it was like a two hour holiday party thing you get pizza and then, then they had a raffle and so there was different ways you could get extra raffle tickets and you throw them in a bucket for, for you bid it basically like you on what work you want for them or something like if you do mm-hmm. exotic dances you mm-hmm. get extra tickets now it was like a beanbag toss or something like that 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 was one of the things um, you mean cornhole I don't mean cornhole okay because it wasn't cornhole it was a beanbag toss alright I just wanted to make sure because that really worried me for a second no it was a beanbag toss because you were throwing beanbags they weren't cornhole bags at a, a tree thing and trying to knock a star off of it. So that's what it was. And so so you did that and you got different raffle tickets and then they have different like buckets where you could bid on prizes. So they had like some of them were, you know, something small or it'd be like $25 to like Starbucks or something like that or $50 to this or you could win a tree a Christmas tree different kind of bins oh god were you just kind of thinking were like oh god please like I, I bet you thought that you were going to win the Christmas tree well no you only place your raffle ticket in the one you want to bid on oh okay so I didn't have to win that no I did not want the I did not want the I was just going to say if there tree. are all these amazing you know like cash prizes that you could win for something and then like you would win yeah. the Christmas tree that's what yeah that's what I would end up exactly. it was like a 12 foot tree too there's no way nothing I would do with that no that would suck um, no but I, I bid I did. I did two different things. I hedged my bets because they had. There was one of the prizes was a five hundred dollar card to Amazon, and I wanted that card. Well, yeah. Because then be I just amazing. go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon. Oh my God. <laughs> Get through it. Yes, you're supposed to say so, that. And all click the way on through. the Amazon link. Yes. And and use that card. So I put most. I had like six tickets, and I put five of them in there. And at the last minute, the last minute, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take one of these tickets. I'm going to put it somewhere else. I'm not going to put them all in the $500 Amazon one because that's what everybody was doing. It's like, you know what? I'm going all in. I want to win this. I took that one extra ticket and I put it into a different bin. And let me just say, Sarah, the president of the company was up there announcing the raffle winners. And lo and behold, whose number got called? It was mine. It wasn't for the Amazon ticket, though. It wasn't for the Amazon gift card. Well, so it, was. it seems like you're discrediting your what you actually did win, I which won is pretty cool. I won a $100 gift card to Nike. Wow. It was awesome. And so, you know, I, I've never won before. And I was sitting there looking at my numbers. And, you know, I felt I felt like I kind of, like, blacked out for a second when I read the, no, <laughs> no, we read the numbers. And I'm looking at it. And I did say this kind of loudly. And I, I did kind of feel bad about that afterwards. But I was like, oh, shit, that's me. And then I, I probably said that too loud. And there were some more prim and proper type of people around me. But I was excited. Well, until the drinks started to flow in, right? Yeah, they, they weren't drinking. Yeah. They weren't drinking. Mm-hmm. It was a, <laughs> this was before drinks started flowing. And, and so I, I, I went up there, you know, in front of everybody. Everybody that clapped for me. And there was cheering. And then uh, and I, got the, I got the gift card. And uh, and it was probably one of the greatest moments that I've ever experienced in, in winning a wow. raffle ticket. Yeah, right, I was gonna say yeah, you need to put some text something on the end of that. Of it like, was of winning a raffle. Of winning okay. a raffle ticket. <laughs> I'm like, this is one of the best things. That There's ever- nothing better has ever happened to me. Oh my god. So no, it was so awesome though. I see. I've never I've never won. Like there's people that Winning's win. Winning's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So there's this one guy, and I went to the same holiday party last year. He did the same thing again this year. He won twice. In the same raffle, there was only like ten items. There are people like that. He Have won you ever encountered of them. those people? Yeah, this guy's one of them. Like the people yeah. that just always like randomly like people have told me. I know this particular person. They were telling me like I'm good at raffles. I don't know why. I'm just good at. It. I'm like, how can you possibly you can't be, be good at good? Ra- yeah. But then, sure as shit, I've seen this person win multiple raffles. I'm like, what is even <laughs> happening with this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But it's, logically, it doesn't make sense. But for some reason, some people are better at it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody's figured out how to cheat the system. I'm not really sure what they're what they're doing. I really like that you couldn't like control your profanity though. <laughs> holy fuck, that's my number. I didn't say holy fuck. <laughs> I said, "Oh shit, that's me." <laughs> oh, sorry. That's so much better. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh yeah, but I I did I I I ended up getting oh, some people are giving little tips here in the uh, live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, of course you can tune in and uh, and read everything and, and pop into the chat and and let us know things. So here we go. Uh, Sumon says you fold your ticket so it doesn't lay flat. Is that mm. is that a way to do it? I don't know. Because right now I want to enter every raffle ever because sure. I want that feeling again. Sure. Like I feel like I'm going to be chasing that high. You were pretty close at every <laughs> raffle for the rest of my life. And you wonder why people get addicted to gambling. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's what that is, Greg. Uh oh. Okay. Never mind. Maybe putting, I've got a problem. Are you just putting this together right now? Yeah. Yeah, you know the raffles are gambling, and there's. I guess I never look as, at it as gambling. As a gambling addiction, yes. I don't now, look at it as gambling because it didn't cost me anything. You just told me that you want to chase that high again. Oh shit! Yeah, but see, the problem is it doesn't is, cost any money at first, but then when, when the pot gets a little sweeter, and you're like, oh, if I just put down five dollars, I could win five thousand. So I mean, it basically just pays for itself, and then you just keep making excuses, and then the next time, even though you didn't win this time, you know the next time. Well, I didn't look at it as gambling. Like I didn't, I, I didn't really gamble anything because I didn't put anything in. There was no risk. It was just, uh, it was, it was all. It was all reward. Well, I mean, I played the beanbag toss game and knocked the star no. off, so I got an extra ticket. I well, guess. Well, that's how that's how they hook you. <sighs> Why do you think casinos provide free drinks because they're giving you something? Like, yeah, but see, that's different. If I had had to pay for these, hell no, I wouldn't have even entered one. But then but I now, wouldn't have won. But now you know, if, even if you just spend a couple dollars, then you can chase that sweet, sweet high one more time. <sighs> well, now you just dirtied it. Now you made it gross. You took something that I was excited about, that I was happy about finally getting. You know, I needed new shoes. I wasn't gonna sure if I was going to be able to get some new running shoes. And now you just made it dirty. And you made it disgusting, and I should feel ashamed of myself for, mm. for being a part of it. I should feel ashamed for feeling good, is what you're saying. I can't believe that you actually threw a beanbag at a tree to try and get a free pair of shoes. That's Hell disgusting. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Oh, you're dirty. You're dirty, dirty soul. <sighs> Man... Well, anyway, that happened. Wow, way to just take the wind out of the sails well, there. Congratulations, Greg, for your crippling gambling addiction. It's not a- <laughs> no, I would never be able to do that because if it costs money, uh, no. No. A, I don't have enough money to have a gambling problem. Uh, B, I wouldn't want to give that, away that is, money. That isn't the thing that a lot of people who have gambling problems are suffering from, which is a lot of money. Yeah, but don't you need money to gamble? No, because then that's when you're going to get in and you're going to like accidentally, you're going to borrow some money from a bookie who's going to seem like he's your what, friend a bookie? at first. Why would I be, be borrowing like, hey, money from a bookie? Why don't you borrow some money? Why don't you buy, borrow like $500 from me? It's no big deal. I don't know just, any bookies. And then you can just pay me back when you win. I know a bookie. Who? Who do you? Who? I'm not going to tell you who the bookie is. That you I don't know. know a bookie. I do know a bookie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I doubt that. It I can't do. Be, what, a bookie for what? For, for gambling? For sports gambling? For yeah. sports gambling? Uh-huh. What, like uh, you know, the I'll give you two points on this kind mm-hmm. of thing. Hmm. I don't believe well, you. Because they're illegal bookies, but then they're also you know you can bet on the horse races. You can do that. Legal. You can go do that legally. Yeah. Why would you need to? You go bet on the horse races every year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I usually do. Once a year, that's a fifteen dollar thing I do once a year. That's uh-huh. I don't consider that to be a problem. Um, why would you need to go through a book? You can legally bet on pretty much everything, mm, but not for a good a good amount of money. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't believe you. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> there's there's being there's disputes in the chat here over what uh, what exactly you're you're saying. Some people said you know a bookworm, but you I've call already, him a bookie. No, I've already said too much. I probably shouldn't say anymore. Oh, really? Because you're so involved in the bookie business? Mm-hmm. You would be a terrible bookie. I have bookie. lots of side gigs. I mean, one of them's being a bookie. You are not a bookie. A, that would be completely illegal if you were announcing know, that here I'm on just, the show. I'm joking. I'm joking. Seriously, contact me. <laughs> Let's make some money. What's a point mean? Well, it depends on the spread. Okay, what's a spread? I, I can't really discuss my personal life with you. <laughs> What's the over under? Well, it depends on uh, on who's playing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> what is an over under. Tell me. I I really don't feel like doling out free advice to you right now. <laughs> so if you'd like to find that, there's this thing on the internet called Google. You could find that out. <laughs> All right. So bookie Sarah over here claims that that's, that's how this how this works. I think I'm okay with my one raffle winning, but if you have a free raffle. Out there, I am all in. I'm, I'm absolutely in. I will take your free stuff. As it's been uh, noted in the chat by our friend Nipples, it's uh, too complicated for Greg to grasp. Sarah, I know. I just, <laughs> I don't want him to feel any, any dumber than he already does. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, yeah. I'm glad. I just, I wanted to test to see if you know, I can break you on there. But clearly, you know what you're talking about. Oh, well, you were just like busy being all fancy and like winning free stuff. I was busy. I, I was busy doing my final holiday party yesterday. Oh, working at one. Working yeah. at one. Yes. So I haven't been able to go to any, mind you. <laughs> I have not gone to a single holiday party. However, I've worked about 10 of them in the past like two weeks. I've done that side too, but yeah. <laughs> in, in some capacity. Yeah. But not as a bartender, what you do. Yeah. So this past, uh, so over this holiday season, I've been fortunate enough to get this really, in- it's a really interesting job where I'm basically um, like a cater waiter. For the most part. I don't think a lot of people know what that term means. Okay, what like, it is is you basically... You say that a lot, but... I work for a company that puts on, um, like, You're an event bartender. Events. Yes, so I'm an event bartender, slash, you do a little bit of everything when you're involved in this kind of thing. So, you accept, you're all in the setup, the breakdown, the serving, the blah, 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 all that stuff. Okay. And so, there have been, a, you know, a bunch of holiday events over this season. I actually just worked my last one last night... Because this is like when it starts to taper off a little bit. But my goodness, over the past couple weeks, I have seen like the richest of rich people I have ever seen in my life. And I'm sure you see that sometimes when you're at the museum. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's some that are it's a class like above there's rich and then there's the the Uber. Like, I don't even know what the term Mm -hmm. is like this elite class thing that it is they it's, don't they don't even know what normal they don't life even is. see you yeah they, like it is the kind of people like you know sometimes like people, old rich i guess maybe is what it would be yeah we're like you are not even a human to them anymore yeah and it's not like they're rude it's just like no, they're just, so rich that they don't they they like physically can't they don't understand that you also exist on the same plane as they do well when that's if you're raised in something like that and that's all you know is that you are rich and like you have no point of reference for for the rest of the world. I was thinking about this the other day, like the people who like at basketball games that are sitting courtside every game and you see like the kids down there and stuff like that. Those kids are going to have no frame of reference mm-hmm. growing up that that's like, I mean, that's, that's special. I've been a lifelong basketball fan. I've never sat courtside. I worked for an NBA mm-hmm. team. You know, we both did for two and a half years. I never sat courtside. No. Like, but yet these kids get that and they will have no, they'll never have a concept of how like how many how many advantages they're given mm-hmm. like how how special those things are that uh, yeah it'll never make sense to them because yeah. they're just raised in that world it's just it it's been fascinating it's been um as this as a you know as a holiday job it has been really 
really interesting to be because Greg, I got to do your favorite thing basically. I got to I got to peep on people. Yeah, mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh yeah, and it was so like it's fascinating like to see all the different types of people. Like you were talking about. Um, you know, with the bartending, how you can kind of stand back and, and watch the things. I saw mm-hmm. so many, like, torrid love affairs. Oh, yeah. You can pick out the affairs. You can pick out the yeah. affairs. You can always play the who's going to be, you know, who's the person that's already been drinking and who's going to, like, you mm-hmm. know. Because, like, it hasn't really been out of control because that's what also I found out about a lot of the rich people parties. Mm-hmm. Is, like, there aren't really – because, like, all right, let's be honest. When we go to a fancy event and there's free drinks – we drink as much as we possibly can. Yeah, because it's free. Because it's free. Because it's free. I mean, you're wasting that it is if you the, don't drink it. That is exactly it. That is the one thing that I have noticed is that mm. these people who attend these holiday events just like just pace. They just have like their their couple drinks and they sit with their you know bedazzled, bobbled, you know, jeweled fingers and their furs and they sit around and just make their drinks last for hours. Mm. That was it, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so my holiday season came to a close yesterday. Okay. And uh, I kudos to anybody who works like banquets and that kind of stuff because that shit is hard. Yeah, I'm just like physically like exhausted after doing that. And that was only for like a month. So, wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well, that's my job. I'm sorry, I didn't. I win. Know, I, I didn't what? win a gift card. I was just trying to. I didn't. Share something I didn't about say me. anything. I was just waiting for you to to tell us about that. I, I don't know the bartending side. I have no idea. I don't Ooh. know what that's like. I've learned how to make a better martini. Oh, wh- oh That's really? what I have mm-hmm. learned. A lot of people, they, they like their martinis. Okay. So I have done, learned how to do that. What, like shaking? That's been, I'm sorry, that's all I have to talk about because that has been my life. Like Greg knows, I've been working every single mm-hmm. day there. Like all I do is like we do the show and then I'll get dressed into my cater waiter uniform and then go and, you know, do that and then do the show mm-hmm. again. And like that's been my, the cycle of my life for the past like month. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for being involved with this conversation, Greg. I'm, I'm here. I don't know what else to. Uh, I don't know what else to say. No, I understand. I understand. Mm. Uh, I, you've been uh, you've been working hard on that. Yeah, it, it's just been it's it's an insight into a different life. It was pretty cool. Cool. That's all. Well, uh, I also needed to bring something back and just just tie this in to Friday's show. So, th- what's what's today's episode? Which episode are we on now? We're uh, on uh, 1484. 1484. So, episode 1482. Uh, we had, of course, the amazing Keelan King, who was in here and talking about his brand new album, Star Pilot's Domain, which you can go to starpilotmusic.com and pick that up. And but one of the things that we were talking about was I was going to this um, to a holiday party over the weekend, and th- not the one I was just talking about, but the other one that I went to on Sunday. And I was kind of nervous about it because it was going to be a big event, and I didn't know a whole lot of people. Uh, and so I was, uh, Keelan was giving me tips on how to be cool, you know, w- be cool when I go to the party. And since that, um, you know, he, he gave me those tips, and then I realized, you know, I did have actually a plus one, and uh, uh, our buddy, I have a buddy who knows some of the people that were there, so that buddy is Scott Daly, mm-hmm. who does happen to actually know some of the same people I do uh, at next, uh, at, at the company. Yeah. At the company I was at. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, people I don't think it know. matters yeah, who it, who it is. Uh, maybe we'll talk about them in an advertisement later. Uh, but so... So he, uh, Scott Daly was my date. That's pretty much what it, what it comes down to. And while we were there, we went down there and I'm, uh, I'm talking to a couple of the people down there and, uh, behind me, somebody just taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, who is, who is this? I turn around. Sure enough, it's Keelan King. <gasps> Keelan what? was the DJ at the party. <laughs> the whole party we talked about on Friday we had no idea because I never told him which one it was. Oh, so he didn't know that you he were didn't talking. know that, is and so I didn't funny. know. So we were talking about the same thing the entire time. 
<laughs> so he ended up DJing the fancy Christmas party that you were going he to. He was the DJ at it. That is so yeah. odd. Yeah. I turned around I'm like, oh, shit. Keelan's here. This is awesome. So oh. it was it was cool. So how was it? Did you feel pretty cool? Um, For what? Well, no. I don't know. You were nervous. You were going to try and like you know have some swagger. And I, I just drank bourbon. I drank bourbon. You drank bourbon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was pretty much what I... Did you sip on it or drink it as shots? A little of both. Okay. You don't, don't even lie. You did not sip on it. I did. I did. I did. I had some some bourbon and gingers, and then uh, and then if I got a little bit more nervous, I, I I took a shot. Okay. Maybe two. Maybe twenty. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You took no. somewhere between two and twenty. That's I did not is. take twenty shots. <laughs> <of them. laughs> I had a f- I had a few drinks. I had a few okay. drinks. I mean, it was a celebration. It was a party, and uh, I was encouraged. Also, there was a lot of um, the uh, the the upper management saying, "Hey, drink it up." Uh, you need to drink more. Mm-hmm. Telling telling me to do it. What am I supposed to do? I mean, clearly you have to respect upper management. I kind of have to do it. It just makes sense. I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So Keelan, Keelan was the DJ, though. It was awesome. I did give him the nickname of Portland's Grinch, though, because he was wearing, I kid you not, Keelan was wearing a Santa hat that said Bah Humbug on it. <laughs> Are you like, that cannot be more of a Keelan thing to be wearing. That is the most Keelan-y <laughs> hat I have ever heard in my life. So, so that is Portland's Grinch. For the holiday season, that, that's what he should be known as. Wow. Portland's Grinch, Keelan King. <laughs> bah, humbug. Oh. Well, I do want to say, uh, for the record, also with the, with the caterwear thing, people are asking me about my pants. Because remember how I was talking about Oh, yeah, about you split your pants. I split my pants. I'm just going to be honest. I never got new pants, and I never fixed them. I just wore black underwear. You wore torn pants? Yes. You had a rip through the bottom of them. Yes, and I have multiple pants, uh, pairs of black underwear, and I just wore them underneath it, and you couldn't tell that there was a rip. Who couldn't tell? Anybody that... How could they not tell there's a giant tear in your pants? Because I had the, the black underwear. It was like basically like a like a patch from the inside. That's not how that works. Nobody wow. said anything. Well, and I nobody's made sure that I wouldn't like something. bend over in front of people. Like, oh, nobody said anything to you. That's true. And the clients couldn't see. I mean, I'm behind a bar, so they're not. They can't see anything. I thought it was very clever, and I don't know how to... I don't know. I I washed them. They were clean pants. I just didn't bother to fix them. What? There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, uh, is, is that true? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. How are you? Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, I have a story out of Port St. Lucie. Port St. Lucie? Port St. Lucie, Florida is back in the news. And this is a story about a Florida man. A Florida man has been arrested after an incident that happened at a Port St. Lucie. Where would it be? Walmart. It was at a Walmart. That is indeed correct. Uh, So a loss prevention officer at a Walmart in Port St. Lucie said uh, that police found the man who was later identified as Marcelo Mastriani. 
He was spotted selecting a 55-inch television and a 60-inch television from a display aisle in the Walmart in Port St. Lucie. Now, Mastroianni pushed the TVs in a shopping cart and went to the sports goods section, where he picked out a box with two BB guns in it. It's then that he shoved one of the BB guns into his pocket and then pushed the TVs to the front door, where he tried to carry both of them out of the store. This was a 55-inch TV and a 60-inch TV and a BB gun that he had (laughs) hidden in his pocket. Well, when when Mastroianni picked up the boxes, he tripped, dropped them on his face, causing an orbital fracture to his left eye. Stealing TVs, picked them up out of the cart without paying for them, dropped them on his face... A Walmart employee saw him drop the TVs and helped him up because the Walmart worker was unaware of the fact that he hadn't purchased the TVs, but was just distracted by the wounded man who had just dropped (laughs) two TVs on his face. Um, Also, he didn't know that he had shoved the BB gun in his pocket as well. Uh, The Walmart worker helped Mastriani to his car, where his girlfriend said that she was pretty sure that he hadn't, in fact, paid for the televisions. She kind of called him out right there. Uh, the employee asked for the receipt for the TVs, and Mastroianni couldn't find one, probably because they didn't exist. Uh, it was then he asked for medical attention and was taken to uh, the local Port St. Lucie hospital. After being released from the hospital, the Florida man told police that he stole the BB gun, but couldn't explain why he didn't tell the employee that he didn't pay for it or for the TVs. So after the two televisions did fall on his head and he was released from jail, uh, the Port St. Lucie man was arrested on a felony grand theft charge and taken to jail. Class E Port St. Lucie. Real, real classy stuff. I bet, uh, but he didn't have his. He his broke his eye porn. socket because he was trying to lift up two TVs. <laughs> that sounds horrible. A broken orbital socket or whatever it was just called. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds awful. Eye things are, are freaky. I just started watching Daredevil. I finished Jessica Jones. Just started Daredevil. Which is incredible. You did it in reverse order. I know I did it in reverse, yeah. yeah. But I mean, everyone kept telling me how violent Daredevil was, and I wasn't, and I don't really like extremely violent shows. Mm, yeah, there's there's, mean, there's some, some violence in it. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Like it's really good though. It's so good. It's it's amazing. Like yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to going home and working on my painting tonight so I can watch more of it. But um, but it has so many like creepy eye things. Like when it shows that scene where he's like, well, don't. Spoil it for there's somebody just, else who some, hasn't seen it. There's some eye so. stuff, and it just it really creeps me out. So yeah, broken orbit. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some. There's some pretty gra- not necessarily graph. There's some implied violence that's pretty bad. Never mind. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, it's it's a very violent show. It was. Very, it's really good though. It it's a really good graphic. series. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So that just I yeah. just fresh Jessica Jones it. is also fantastic. Jessica Jones is. In- I'm I'm gonna watch yeah. Daredevil and then watch Jessica Jones again because I liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah, when you really want to, when you really want to nerd out too, there's a bunch of different like Easter eggs and stuff that crosses over because it's, okay, let me it ties in with the Marvel movies too, okay, and then there's all kinds of oh Marvel Comics universe. All right, next up, there's a new thing. There's a new trend that's happening uh, in Abu Dhabi. And that can also is starting to uh, Abu Dhabi. That is starting to take Hello, off all I over am the world. from Abu Dhabi. And it's a new way that pickpockets are getting uh, are being able to steal like your your possessions from you. Okay. And this is a new thing that they're using called the vomiting trick. What? The vomiting trick. So the vomiting trick is used to dupe bank customers uh, to take off their dirty clothes after someone's vomited on them, and in fact, the person who threw up on them can actually rob them while they're saying that they're getting them cleaned. Wait. Oh, so vomiting what? on bank t- customers and stealing their money on the pretext of cleaning their soiled clothes is a new ploy being employed by pickpockets in Abu Dhabi. So 
Uh, recently, a Bangladeshi man who had withdrawn uh, a bunch of money from an ATM fell victim to this ploy. Now, someone vomited him on him as he came out of the ATM booth with his attention on cleaning off his clothes. So he was cleaning off his own clothes uh-huh. because somebody had projectile vomited on him. Uh, it was only after then that he realized his money was stolen after he had shoved it into his pocket after the person, you know, had yeah. vomited. So he was distracted by trying to clean off. And so the other person was like, oh, sorry. Or yeah, so the other person, no, because he was busy cleaning himself off. And the other guy picked his pocket yeah. while he was cleaning off the disgusting human waste from himself. Wow. Yeah. So uh, he realized his money was stolen tactic. after the suspect was nowhere in sight. So this has been happening. This has happened more than once. This has happened multiple times. Uh, they also use, uh, thieves can use the uh, the ploy that they can tell, they tell unsuspecting bank customers that there's oil leaking from their vehicles. In an attempt to inspect the leak, victims will get out of their vehicles only to find that their valuables would have been stolen out of their cars. Well, that, okay, that part then, that's just dumb. I'm sorry. Like, somebody walks up and says, hey, you've got an oil leak. You're just going to leave your car unattended with all of your stuff in it and long enough for them to go through your things? Or I don't know. Maybe they're just, like, standing next to you and they reach and just go, boop. Yeah, I suppose they're good at what they do. Yeah. Nonetheless. I would like to go undercover and bust some of these people. The vomiters? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's feel like it'd be a good cat and mouse game. Like, I'd, I'd hunt that them down. That means that you would have to be thrown up on. I don't like that part. No, I don't That part I'm not would. a fan of. I wouldn't be a fan of that either. But I could go undercover. I could just be like, you know, a typical, like, American tourist. I'll have, like, a camera around my neck and just talk about it, try to lure them out, bait them. I'm going to talk to the Abu Dhabi Police Department. We'll okay. see. We well, uh, if you. So I'm just letting you know, anyone, if you're at a bank and somebody throws up on you, make sure that you hold on to your shit. Mm-hmm. Because they might be trying to pickpocket you. Also, everyone in Naples is trying to steal from you. I'll tell you that. Okay. That's what happened to me. Well, I don't know if you know about this, but um, this movie. I don't know how well known it is, but it's called Star Wars. I'm familiar. Okay. Well, Star Wars. Might be, might or might not be in the news a little bit this week. Um, vaguely familiar. Yes, I know you're going to see it on Thursday. I'm going to see it on Thursday. I'm going to the premiere. I've never gone to the opening night of a movie. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't in 20 years. So. Oh, what Titanic? Didn't you? (gasps) Oh, I did go to opening night of Titanic. I totally did. I forgot about that. Yes, I've done Jurassic Park and Titanic. Opening weekends. Um. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done it, but I will be there on Thursday night for Star Wars. For Star Wars. Star Wars. Well, let me tell you, people are very excited about it. Yes, and they Star are. Wars Man, inspires. And there's almost- a lot of uh, a, a lot of posts, a lot of posts about Star Wars. You think? Like, especially knowing, like, you know, I I appreciate anyone's enthusiasm about anything, but I mean, like, every single thing I'm looking at is about Star Wars. By the way, the, just for the record, because everyone's freaking out about it, we're not going to give any spoilers about Star Wars. That's the only time we're going to say that. No, I won't give any spoilers no. after I see it on Thursday. I will say this, though. One quick thing. Just one quick note. This is just me saying this. All the people who are posting constantly, like, multiple posts per day about Star Wars or Star Trek, because um, there's the Star Trek trailer that came out that seems to be very controversial about whether or not people like it. Everybody was posting all the time about that stuff. Just, I noticed there tends to be some crossover that these are the same people that complain about people being fans of sports or talking about a sports team or, or, a, or a win from a team. 
they're usually the first ones to complain about that. I'm just saying it kind of goes both ways mm. there. Everybody can be excited about whatever they want, but if you're going to post all day long, you can't complain when somebody is like, go Blazers or something like that. Yeah. And that was Greg's two cents. That was it. All right. Well, Star Wars, of course, inspires an almost religious devotion in many of their fans, and now they have somewhere to officially worship Star Wars. Yes, there is a Star Wars-themed church in Berlin. A so Star Wars-themed church. The Zion Church in Berlin is hosting a special service, which is happening this Sunday to coincide with the release of Star, Force, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, according to the church's website. <clears throat> now, during this church service, scenes from the 1983 classic Return of the Jedi uh, will be broadcast to the congregation. An organist will be there at the Zion Church in Berlin, uh, interpreting music from the Jedi score, and worshippers who dress as characters from the films can win tickets to see The Force Awakens. I gotta respect this, man. That's a, hey, it's a good ploy. I mean, less and less you know, people are going to church, like... That's tying into the market. I mean, you can get Star Wars mascara. I saw someone post a picture of Star Wars oranges yesterday. What? How does that work? It was seriously a bag of oranges that just said Star Wars oranges with, like, Star Wars stuff on it. It's ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah. They don't, like, paint them like the Death Star or something? Nope. Just a bag, a netted bag of fucking oranges. Star Wars oranges. Star Wars oranges. Okay. Star Wars oranges. Uh, So pastors in training who are working at the Zion Church came up with the idea after drawing parallels between Star Wars and the Bible. And they have been promoting it via Twitter. They said the more we talked about it, the more we saw parallels to Christian traditions in the films, in the Star Wars films. We want to make these analogies clear to the congregation. So, of course, The Force Awakens opened last night in Los Angeles, and Greg Nibbler will be going to see it on Thursday night. Thursday night. I'm going to be going there. I need advice. Do I have to dress up? I don't really want to dress up. You should dress up. I don't want to. I really hope nobody, like, ruins it for any... Like, because I see everyone's, like, freaking the fuck out that it's going to be ruined. And well, okay, I'll say this. Yep, someone by just posted mon- the picture of the Star Wars oranges. That was me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by Monday, after a full weekend, pro- unless you just stay offline, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to do it. It's probably going to be spoiled. Something's going to be spoiled for you by well, Monday. you won't do it. No. No, I won't do it, but it's going to happen. It's the internet. So if you're online, I would say by Monday, and you haven't seen it yet, I will guess somehow you will see a spoiler. Somebody will post something, or there'll be a link, or it'll be like a Facebook promoted link that implies something, because they'll be talking about the next film at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And Keelan says you just have to understand at some point you just can't stop the internet. Yeah. Either you can get off of it and just don't be on there at all, Mm -hmm. or go, go see it before... You know, go see it before it gets spoiled for you. Yeah. Well, next star is out of Norfolk, Virginia. A 29-year-old man has been charged with stealing over $22,000 worth of five-hour energy drinks. Wow. That's a lot of goddamn energy drinks. That is a lot. Yeah, so a 29-year-old man has been arrested after breaking into a grocery distributor's warehouse um, on Saturday afternoon and stealing $22,000 worth of the two-ounce energy drink bottles. Uh, so they don't know how many were stolen, but they do know that the cost was $22,000. The distributor, a Norfolk-based uh, company named Nash Finch, says that, uh, let's see, that supplies those energy drinks to more than 1,900 stores in the 44 states. Wow. In 44 different states. So uh, they were able to track down who this young man was. I don't know, because he was, like, shaking and twitching in the corner. But that was they found him. His name was Antonio Dwight Massey. 
he was charged with three felonies in connection with the crime, two counts of burglary and one count of larceny, in which more than $250 was stolen. A lot more was, you know, in the 20,000s. Massey is being held at the Norfolk County Jail without bond. Detectives are also looking for a second suspect that they think helped pull off the heist. They want anyone who has any information to contact them. Where do they go around to sell those? I don't know. I mean, we're, it seems like we're living in a time where you can steal, like, what, meats and cheeses and Yeah, meats, else. cheeses, energy drinks. Like, where are these black market places where you're going and you can, like, everything's half off? Not it that I like want it. Try- yeah, it sounds like you're trying to set it up a little bit. No, but if I, again, I want to go undercover and, and bust it. Is there, like, a secret supermarket underground or something? Like, all the meats are half off. Taquitos yes. are a quarter a piece. I, I would buy that. I would buy taquitos. I really like taquitos. I'm kind of getting back onto a kick of them. They're kind of the perfect, the perfect snack food. You you just put snack in front of it because you were ashamed to say just the perfect food in general. If you dip it in beans, then there, that's real food. What what is a taquito again? Taquito is a delicious wrapped either flour or corn tortilla that's wrapped up tight into a cylindrical, uh, it's kind of like a tiny burrito, and then it's, you stuff it full of things, like either cheese and chicken is popular, um, different kinds of cheese you can put in there, sometimes you can put like some jalapenos in there, usually chicken and cheese though, shredded beef, <sighs> like little meat tubes with cheese, and tortilla, I kind of want to get some taquitos. If you're in the market to buy some condoms, a company named Say It With a Condom has released one that features Donald Trump on it. Oh, wow. Yes, it's an actual condom from the company Say It With a Condom. It's a uh, packaging that features Donald Trump's gross face on it to get you in the mood. Plus... On the front of it, underneath his face, it says, I'm huge. The condoms are described as extra large, and then they do say about it, because it's kind of a joke. It says, they're built like a wall to keep out STDs and unwanted pregnancies. Wow. They'll also make sure to alert you if you're going to make a huge mistake by deciding to use the condom with Donald Trump's face. Hey, if you can find a lady that's into that, or, or, or a gentleman... Just want to let you know that's something that exists. And finally, yeah. there is something else that exists, which is called the Tinder Robot. There is a new thing called the Tinder Robot, which helps you find love by feeling your sweaty hands and comparing it to the sweaty hands of other people. What? Of course, Tinder is a way to online date for people trying to find prospective loves or other things uh, on the internet. But it still requires... If it requires a little too much thinking for you, then maybe the Tinder Robot can help. So... Uh, the idea behind the Tinder, so it's called the True Love Tinder Robot. What it does is it reads changes in users' skin response. So basically it reads how electrically conductive your skin is, which can change due to sweat, and swipes left or right based on this input. So it can tell what kind of person you are based on the sweat of your skin and who else you could match up with on Tinder. Well, I'm very sweaty, so I'd have to meet up with another very sweaty person, I guess? Or maybe a non-sweaty person because you sweat enough for two people. 
I don't think non-sweaty people like us sweaty people. Yeah, probably not. We probably gross them out. Sweaty people like dry people, but I don't think dry people, they have no business. Why would they bother? Why would they bother? Why do you like dry people? I'm a sweaty person. I don't necessarily like dry people. I dislike them. I'm fascinated. Because they get to be dry. Oh, you hate them. I don't hate them. Oh, you've taken the other side of it. I don't trust them. Oh, you're angry at them. Okay, when you've been working all summer out in the heat and like somebody comes up and they're like flawless makeup and you're like you want them to be like you. Yeah, I want them to be raining from the face too. Oh, see, I'm more. I like the diversity of it. I like you know that there's dry people out there. I think it gives us hope. All right, so the kind of skin that's going to be using is uh, galvanic skin, uh, and the response is notoriously imprecise sometimes, and it's a measurement of. Uh, so basically, it's what they used for like lie detector tests. Okay. It's like they can kind of pick up mm-hmm. things from yep. you. So this person who invented it, his name is Nicole He, who is a graduate student of uh, NYU's interactive telecommunications program, says that he promises 100% that his true love Tinder robot will find you love guaranteed. 100%, huh? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed to find he you said, love. He said, of course, he said he knows this uh, that's going to be... He said it's scientific, and he says de- definitely, absolutely, you will find true love 100%, no doubt. So, I mean, there you have it. I'm confused by that. That statement doesn't sell a whole lot of confidence for me. I'm not... Uh, um, he said 100%. How could that not be Definitely confident? 100% happy you will find absolute love. Mm-hmm. All of that. Okay. There you go. I just want to let you know, Greg, for your exploits. You okay. want to find true love. You want to waste. You want to stop wasting time swiping. Mm-hmm. Just let your sweat do the talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweaty people of the world. You are excessively sweaty. Yeah, I sweat a lot. You're sweatier than me, and that's saying something. Yeah, I was. I did sweat on Sunday, and it was cold out. I was still. Oh, sweating. you got the cold sweats. Um. Well, I was cold outside, but it was warm inside. Um. Yeah, I was sweating. Okay. Yep. Uh, we don't Luckily, it was dark, that. though. Uh, that was one thing I'm that was totally really... I'm okay without you talking more about ...thankful for the dark lighting. Because I don't think a lot of people could notice. Are you done talking about your sweat? My sweaty ladies know what I'm talking about. Yep. Sweaty gals. <laughs> Looking for a sweaty gal. That's just creepy. <laughs> That's just creepy. Um, hello, everyone. What I was are you just doing over there? Clearing the conscience, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, we need to do a little bit of ball talk, but before we do that, Sarah. Yes. I want to remind everybody of a fantastic, wonderful sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Remind me of a fantastic and a wonderful sponsor. That is Next Adventure nextadventure.net where you can go there and uh, take a look at everything amazing that they have they are a wonderful company that um, you know they've got all your outdoor needs anything that you want to do outdoors there's a bunch of snow that's falling down on the mountain here in Portland oh my gosh all, all of my place. snow friends are so excited I'm, I'm excited too because I'm actually going to go up this year so I'm, I'm excited to do it it's fun I used to ski a lot I mean, I, uh, we've talked about this then uh <laughs> But um, I haven't been up for a little while. Now you can get such good deals at Next Adventure. 
Oh, that, you can rent as well there, can't you? You can rent as mm-hmm. well. You can do all kinds of different things. They've got up to 60% off on ski and snowboard gear. So, and that's like jackets and stuff like that, too. Like my roommate and his buddy just went down there and, and found a whole bunch of really good deals. So, nextadventure.net, their physical store is here in town on the corner of Stark and Grand. And then they've also got their paddle center, which is uh, full of uh, different kinds of kayaks and canoes and things like that. They've got their one out in Scapoose, or you can just go online, nextadventure.net. Fantastic company. They're great people. The owners, Brian and Deke, we've had them in here before. They are, they are just, uh, they're, they're, they're very good people. They so uh, go down there, support them. Nextadventure.net. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. For ball talk. Ballers. All right, first up in ball talk. Don't know if I talked about this yet, but the Golden State Warriors did lose. I believe I mentioned it yesterday. Golden State did lose. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, moving on, we've got this Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper of the Washington Nationals is set to be the first American um, athlete to be awarded a $500 million contract. It is looking like uh, he's, he's going to be the one that's going to get it. So uh, Bryce Harper, $500 million contract. It's not set in stone, but there's a bunch of things out there saying that it's this is probably what's going to happen. Um, as if he if he stays on this path, he's going to get a five hundred million dollar contract, Whoa. half a billion dollars. There we okay. go. Moving on to ball talk. That's just a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, he doesn't have it yet. But the, this is the theory that ESPN is putting out there. They're like, yeah, I mean, the way that he's going right now because he's still so young and he's still really good at, at uh, baseball. He's going to be a free agent in two thousand eighteen. They think that's what he's going to be worth about then. Oops. All right. Moving on to ball talk. We have this. Somebody in the NFL has lost their job for a very dumb reason. So the New York Giants defensive end, Demontre Moore, was cut on Friday. Now, it's not like he was a you know a starter or anything for the team. He was kind of a backup backup, but he was still on the team, still getting paid to be on the team. However, he was cut after Ian Rappaport of ESPN reported that Moore got into a fight with his teammate Colin Jenkins because Colin and other players got free Beats by Dre headphones. And he didn't. DeMontre didn't get them. And he was pissed. Oh my goodness. And so he ended up getting into a fight with his teammate over the free headphones. And they they said that that is one of the, was kind of the final straw of why he got cut. I guess he'd broken some other team rules, too. But fighting your fellow teammate over free stuff that they got just because you're jealous. Even though you're an NFL football player, you can buy some Beats by Dre headphones. Yeah, seriously. Or probably even if he just asked them, I bet Beats by Dre would give him headphones. Oh, yeah. But he was he was mad. And he got cut. Moving on to ball talk. Um, I've got... I've got two two more things here. One, I'm going to say this is just further proof that the the Washington Redskins are going to have to change their name at some point. 
I mean, I'm not going to get into it too much about... I can't believe that they've been able to have it as long as they have. Well, their PR team on top of that is just a disaster. Because one, how can you really defend it? Uh, and then two, <laughs> they're, they're just so bad at it, at defending this. So there's this supposed Twitter account called at Redskins Facts that the Washington Redskins have said, well, this is just a, t- uh, a fan-based thing. They're just advocates, you know, for for the name, and they want us to keep the logo and everything. They're, so that's what they're trying to say. So this at mm. Redskins Facts account on Twitter has nothing to do with them. They're just, they're advocates. They're pro-Washington Redskins fans. Uh-huh. Until yesterday, I believe it was yesterday this happened, they posted something on there That was clearly from the actual Washington, was supposed to be for the Washington Redskins official account. Uh Uh-huh. Like the team's account. And it got posted on this. Meaning whoever was posting it to Twitter, (gasps) oops, clicked the wrong account that they were running, posted it on the wrong one. You've done that before. I have done that before. (laughs) Thankfully, it's not, you know, for anything like this. But yes. Between Sportlandia, Fun Employment Radio, Greg Nibbler, and then the fake ones that I've got. Um... So the Washington Post made a statement, or the, the team made a statement saying, yesterday our social media team accidentally posted a Redskins authored tweet to the third party Redskins Facts account, which is an account founded by alumni, players, and supporters and managed by a D.C. public relations firm. It was a simple login error that was quickly corrected after the mistake was realized. Washington Redskins have never posted content to any of the Redskins Facts digital assets, which include a Facebook page, Twitter account, and website. Official Redskins authored content can be found at Redskins on Twitter. So they're saying, we have nothing to do with it. But we have the login information and control of the Twitter and the Facebook and the website. But it's third party, but it's man. Not us. It's, it's not, not us, us dude. Why would you have the login information for anybody else's wow. Twitter account? Just uh, change the damn name. To foreskins, people are saying. <laughs> Potato skins. It's just so. I mean, A, it's. Yes, it's. It's racist. It's, it's racist. I mean, there's just no way to get around that. Um. And I know, you know, I know it's a very, I know that it's a passionate thing for people from that area. And I know some friends who are passionate about it too. But here's the thing. You would get to start all over and pick a brand new name, brand new logo, brand new merchandise. You can pick That'd the be baddest ass name yeah. ever and uh, and have fun with it. You know, I don't know. Just from the team standpoint, they stand to make a ton of money, I would think, if they changed it. There it is. That's the end of that one. Finally, I've got this. This is something I just thought is kind of interesting. Um, I want to know what you thought, if maybe we should play. It's it's about two minutes of audio. And it's something that came out from, uh, this is from Kansas University's website, actually, that posted this and somehow tracked down this audio and found this thing. And it's from a broadcast, a radio broadcast from January 31st, 1939, and it's of James Naismith talking about a basketball game and, and how he invented basketball. Wait, this is the so guy who invented basketball? James Naismith invented basketball. He invented it in the 18, let's see, 1891. So he actually, he came up with this game. But it's a quick, like, two-minute interview with him from 1939 explaining how he came up with it. What? And why oh, they... That's interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it. If we want to hear it all, then we'll, then we'll go from there. Oh, that's how... There's a second here. 
So it's an actual. I kind of like hearing these old broadcasts anyway, just to. In that cheering crowd, sitting in row C, seat eleven, will be a modest seventy-seven-year-old man. Those fans won't know that he made possible the game they are watching, but you're going to meet him now. Sanka Coffee has brought him here tonight, all the way from Lawrence, Kansas. Dr. James A. Naismith, the inventor of basketball. Dr. Naismith, how did you happen to invent basketball? Well, Mr. Heater, it was in the winter of 1891 when I was physical instructor at Springfield College in Massachusetts. We had a real New England blizzard. For days, the students couldn't go outdoors, so they began roughhousing in the halls. We tried everything to keep them quiet. We tried playing a modified form of football in the gymnasium, but they got bored with that. Something had to be done. One day I had an idea. I called the boys to the gym, divided them up into teams of nine, and gave them an old soccer ball. I showed them two peach baskets I'd nailed up at each end of the gym, and I told them the idea was to throw the ball into the opposing team's peach basket. I blew a whistle. And the first game of basketball began. And uh, what rules did you have for your new games, Dr. Naismith? Well, I didn't have enough. And that's where I made my big mistake. The boys began tackling, kicking and punching in the clinches. They ended up in a free-for-all in the middle of the gym floor. Before I could pull them apart, one boy was knocked out, several of them had black eyes, and one had a dislocated shoulder. It certainly was murder. <laughs> Well, after that first match, I was afraid they'd kill each other, but they kept nagging me to let them play again. So I made up some more rules. The most important one was that there should be no running with the ball. That stopped tackling and slugging. We tried out the game with those rules, and we didn't have one casualty. We had a fine, clean sport. Ten years later, basketball was being played all over the country. And in 1936, I saw it played for the first time at the Olympic Games, and the whole thing started with a couple of peach baskets I put up in a little gym 48 years ago. I guess it just goes to show what you can do if you have to. Indeed, it does. That's interesting. Yeah. Seriously, a couple of peach baskets, and because it was mm-hmm. crappy outside. Yep. <laughs> See, and cool. I, I knew the peach basket thing. Um, it started started with that, but yeah, it's I don't know. I just kind of thought that was fascinating hearing that. It's James Naismith. Uh, Jez is saying, fun fact about basketball: it took them like ten years to figure out to cut a hole in the bottom of the basket. <laughs> yep, that could be. So James Naismith, that was the radio interview that is courtesy of Kansas University. At least that's the website where I found it. They tracked it down from somewhere. Uh, the recording, I guess, was discovered by a professor there at the school. So there you go. All right, I love I love listening to old radio interviews, oh, me like too. stuff I like that from crackle. that time frame. I love it so much. The crackle and just like actually hearing somebody from that time describing something in their life. You know, he's talking about you know inventing that in 1891. Yeah, that's when he was a professor inventing that. Wow. So it's it's I love that kind of thing. But anyway, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Greg, I really feel like I learned something. See, you can I learn actually, a little bit I every now and then. Did learn something when if someone says like. I'm, if someone ever asked me about it, I'll be like, hey, did you know the basketball started? Because it was really shitty outside one day, and this guy just tacked up a couple peach baskets. I wanted to stop him from roughhousing. And a soccer ball. They were roughhousing. They were roughhousing. <laughs> so there you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see?
Don't, why, why did you just do that? I'd be real good for the 1930s. I could do a real good announcer. You sound like you're trying to be Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. Well, Jimmy Stewart. <gasps> that was good. <laughs> Wait, do it again. I don't, know anything, any, I don't know anything else he says. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's good. <laughs> Say every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Not too shabby. Is it? I don't and know. And you know I'm not very free with my compliments No, you? you are not free with your no. compliments. All right. Well, we'll put that one on there. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. I'd like to thank everybody out there listening. Real swell of all of you to join in every week with us. Nope, not so much. I don't know what you what you're doing over there. Put down the pen. What are you doing over there? It sounds uh, like you suck some helium and you're trying to talk a little higher than you usually do. <laughs> um, you are all amazing. Big thank you to Next Adventure. Nextadventure.net. Greg's Jimmy Stewart versus Sarah's Bane. That's real swell. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Oh, you feel the darkness is your ally. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I feel the darkness is. Oh, you feel the darkness. I was a man before I saw the light. <laughs> but even then, it blinded me. Okay, that's enough for now. <laughs> and over that. Do you feel in charge? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my God, we're idiots. <laughs> All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Fun Employment Radio, go on to iTunes and leave a review for us. That would be awesome. A lot of, uh, the, that helps us out tremendously. Wait, 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 wait to get it out, Greg. Right, wait, wait to get it out. <laughs> well, that man... You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.